What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. fans how you doing i think i know the answer to that question uh it's your boy john of the macri with you for another episode of the Knicks film school podcast i am uh sitting here in my little nicks nick shrine home office that i that i uh hastily put together when my wife was like you should have a podcast studio in the house because you do this a lot and you, and it's, and it's fun. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I deserve it, but really deep down, I think, I think what I really meant was, I don't know if the Knicks deserve it. You know, they have given us just so little over the last 20 years. And, uh, and now I could sit here and there's four games into this season. And I could say in full sincerity that I get to root for a 500 team. And you know what? In other cities in the basketball landscape and the National Basketball Association, that might not mean much. But here in the Macri household in the city of New York, it means a hell of a lot. Um, We have a great episode for you today. We got um, out of sight. Uh, a uh, platinum recording artist, as well as uh, Emmy-winning, Emmy-winning actor David Futternick. Uh, we did a we did a three-man weave pod that we recorded uh, yesterday, actually on um, on Monday. Uh, so I know this episode is coming at you on Wednesday. That was recorded on Monday. I'm talking to you after the Knicks uh, just beat the Cavs on Tuesday night. Um, you know, it's funny. We, we recorded the episode and the, and as you'll hear, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it away, but I, you know, as you'll hear in a few minutes, the, the theme of the episode was basically like, we, you know, we don't have a good basketball team. Um, certainly, but we have a real basketball team now. It's a bad basketball team, but we have a real basketball team now that comes and looks like they are what they purport to be, which is a group of professionals getting paid to to go out and, and play a certain, you know, with a certain modicum of poise and precision and execution and intent. And even if it doesn't always work out, we, we recorded it and we were like, okay, three games in, we're good. And at the end, I was like, man, if they come out there and they lay an absolute egg against the Cavs, we are going to look like a bunch of assholes because um, it'll be the same old shit. And it's only been one more game since we since I said that. But it's it's just interesting to me because 
the Knicks just played a game in which on the surface, I'm pulling up the, the box score stats right now on the surface, like they didn't deserve to win that game. They tried to give that game away 10 ways from Sunday, right? They had, I'm going to, I'm going to try to guess because I don't have the, the box score up yet. I'm going to guess they had 20, I'm going to guess they had 28 turnovers. That's my guess. Let's see how close I got. The Knicks had the Knicks turned the ball over 24 times. Okay. So not quite as bad as I thought it was 24 times. That's still a lot. The Knicks went from the free throw line. Um, the Knicks went 13 for 21 and missed eight free throws. Um, they were sloppy. Um, you know, they didn't execute, especially down the stretch a couple times where they had a couple backcourt violations. You can't, can't have backcourt violations and expect to win on the road against anybody, let alone, you know, a team that was three and zero before this game. Um, and yet they won the game because they just brought what you need to bring on the road to win an NBA game. And that is 48 minutes of sound defense in which they held the Cavs to 85 points. And on offense, again, I know 24 turnovers, not great. Um, But they have a scheme and they stick to it. And the scheme involves players moving without the ball and most importantly, and Clyde and, and, um, and Mike Breen talked about it throughout the entire broadcast and anybody who's watched the, the, the season knows this moving the ball with a purpose and not, it's not hot potato. It's guys are moving. The ball is moving the ball. You're, you're trying to find holes and they actually like they missed. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the game because it seems like they missed an awful lot of shots at the rim. And I know Andre Drummond, I think he ended up with six blocks on the game. Um, you know, and, but they, yeah, six blocks and three steals. Um, they challenged him and like, you know, is there wisdom in challenging a guy who is going to win those battles more often than not? Well, you could question that, but give it to the Knicks for coming in and being like, we are going to pound the rock at the rim and we are going to shoot threes. And guess what? For as much as they were denied at the rim for a lot of the game tonight, the fact that they were 14 of 25 from three, again, you're not going to shoot 14 of 25 from three very often, but the Cavs, you know, those were all open shots. Like they weren't making contested threes. Those were open threes and they were open threes that let's go through. So nine of those threes were from Reggie Bullock, who's a guy that you want shooting three pointers. Um, RJ Barrett missed all three of his. Kevin Knox made both of his two for two. Frank Nilakina, one for three. And then in the unsustainable department, Alfred Payton, two for four. Um, Julius Randall, four for four. So did they get a little lucky from behind the arc? Yeah, sure. But on the same, you know, the, the, what's the phrase? Um, by the same token, by the same token, you know, they're not usually going to turn the ball over 24 times. So I feel like this wasn't a cheap win. I feel like this was a very real win and they won by 10 points on the road again against a team that was undefeated. Um, I have gone on for, I don't know how many minutes and I have not mentioned Julius Randle specifically. I just like 44 minutes, um, 28 points, 
12 rebounds, 11 assists. He got a steal, did turn the ball over nine times. But again, I said it um, in the, my post game periscope, like if the, if the worst thing Julius Randall is doing is overpassing, you know, you, you sign for that every day of the week. And, and was there, there were a couple reversions to form from Randall throughout this evening, but I think by and large, what you got from him is exactly what you want to get from him. And to that point, let me just read the tweet that I, I just retweeted from JB. How JB got the, got this so fast. I, I don't know. JB is the man. Shout out to JB. Um, here's the list of players since 1990 who have had triple doubles where they had at least 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kobe Bryant, Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Kevin Garnett, Draymond Green, James Harden, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Jason Kidd, Lamar Odom, once a Nick, always a Nick, Ben Simmons, Jerry Stackhouse, once led the league league in scoring, Jerry Stackhouse, Antoine Walker, Chris Webber, and of course, Russell Westbrook. And Julius Randle now adds his name to that list. Um, Is he the guy who is perfectly suited running an offense, a starting unit offense? No. Um, He's best off probably running a second unit for a really good team and coming in and, and playing some, some, you know, third, third banana roll with the starters, but man, what he's doing right now for this team. I mean, there's no other way to say it. If he keeps this up and the Knicks are within shouting distance of a 500 record, when they vote for the all-star game, Julius Randle is going to be an NBA all-star. I mean, there's just, that's not even a question. The question is whether he can keep it up. And to be honest with you, I don't, there's nothing. So the three point shooting is unsustainable. I think he's like, I don't know. He's definitely shooting over 50% from three. I think he's shooting like 75% from three, maybe even higher. Like that's going to taper off. Okay, fine. Um, He doesn't need to average 20. I think he's averaging 24 point something right now, maybe 25 after four games. He doesn't need to average that many points to make an all-star game. He could average an even 20, but if he's averaging 20 and 10 and five for a team that's around 500 and he is their usage leader and he's playing a ton of minutes, like that's, that's an NBA all-star. Um, so shout out to Julius Randall. He took all of the slings and barbs and arrows and he, he, he just, you know, he was fine and he came back and he's better. Um, the two other guys that were, and by the way, this was a talk about a Tom Thibodeau minutes distribution. Um, Julius Randle, 44 minutes, uh, Bullock, 41, Ray, uh, Barrett, 39, um, Peyton, 36, Mitchell Robinson, 32, with the three reserves. Did not go to a nine-man rotation. Alec Burks out, no problem. Um, Obi Toppin out, no problem. Manuel Quickly out, no problem. I'm going to play Knox, Noel, Nilakina, 16 minutes each. They came in, they contributed, um, and uh, he played his starters a ton. And listen, if you're Tibbs and like, if he's doing this every game consistently, is that a problem? Yes, it's a problem. He is trying to establish a culture. And I will, I will go back to what I said at the beginning. To me, this is a Tom Thibodeau win. This is a Tom Thibodeau win all the way. 
Guys didn't give in. Guys didn't give up. He keeps saying it. The magic is in the work. And I don't know what magic, or I, don't, I don't know what work is going on behind the scenes, but for this team to be two and oh, or sorry, two and two, and, and having like, they have not yet had a quarter where they have been embarrassed and they have played three legitimately good teams and one team that was just three and oh, which maybe isn't a good team, but like, and they have yet to have a quarter where you're like, oh, it's the same old Knicks. It's, a, it's the same bullshit. And they just, again, they're not going to stay a 500 team. They're probably not going to be close to a 500 team, but whatever Tibbs is doing behind the scenes is working. And um, I just, it, it makes me want to see more of this team play. I don't have to sit down in front of the television at, at night and be like, oh my God, what am I going to have to write about tomorrow? How am I going to have to find up with different ways to say and contextualize and analyze this team sucks? I don't have to do that anymore. They're not good. They're not good. Let's be clear about that. They're not good, but they're respectable. And they respect themselves as a team. And that's all Tibbs, um, you know, and, and guys, like, I think there's still, I think there's still a, a clearly there's a ceiling they haven't reached yet. Like Peyton came back down to earth tonight, turned the ball over a ton, was only six for 15 from the field. Mitchell Robinson, they still haven't figured out, like teams are now playing for the lob. Obviously it was the staple of their offense last year. Closest, closest thing they had to a staple. Open, the lob opened up a little bit for him in this game, um, but it's still not really there. He was only four for nine from the field, got blocked a few times. Um, RJ Barrett, four for 15. The shooting is still not coming around. He still can't make a three. He was 0 for three from downtown. Um, I, I, you know, I think he's going to be better. Um, and, and there's the injured guys, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly. Those guys should help more than they hurt. Alec Burks wasn't there tonight. So, you know, they're two and two. We need to see more. Got to see the other guys get on the court. Austin Rivers hasn't even played. You know, there are, there are going to be some dicey rotation questions in store moving forward, but you know, we could sit here now a week into the season and at least, you know, I'm, I, we joke about it on this podcast that you're about to hear, you know, I, yes, I'm Mr. Kool-Aid. I am. I, I chug it when it's there for me. If you put it in front of my face, I'm going to drink it. Um, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel silly to drink the Kool-Aid right now. It feels like we could drink the Kool-Aid and at least feel like we're not, embarrassing ourselves by doing so. And that's all I want. Um, and I have a feeling if you're listening to this podcast, at least that's all you want. Um, and then after we get past this season and, and we could look back and be like, okay, that was a respectable 72 games. Then we could have a different conversation about what's next. But for right now, I'm cool with, with what's going on. And uh, I hope you are too. Cause there's some good stuff. A quick word from our friends. So we had some, we had an, a, the injuries keep piling up. They, they, you know, it's, it's, it must be these, these ad reads. Um, Alec Burks missed the game. Hopefully he will be back for new year's Eve. Hopefully Emmanuel quickly. We will be back for new year's Eve, but injuries are a part of sports. So, you know, guys get hurt, but they recover. But when one of us is injured because of someone else's negligence, it can be a life changing event. And when it happens, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure you receive full compensation for your injuries. 
You want to be able to call your legal team whenever you want. You don't want to be just another file on a shelf with hundreds of others. And you don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. The legal team at Faruqi and Faruqi gives every client their personal cell phone number to call 24-7. It limits the number of clients they represent at one time. And it has a long track record of success taking on insurance companies, corporations, and the government in court. And while prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, you can learn more about Faruqi and Faruqi by going to nylegalteam.com. One more time, that is nylegalteam.com. This has been this has been a long time in the making. And, um, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's been worth the wait. I could see into the future. That's my special ability. <laughs> I am joined. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I am joined by two individual. I mean, how, how do you even begin to describe these folks? Um, they rep. The most important thing that they both do is they represent New York on the uh, the West Coast, the 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 left coast, the wrong coast, the lesser coast. I'm just. I could. I could keep going. No, you, listen. They were telling me it's raining and people aren't going out because it's the fucking rain. So I, I'm not. I'm not taking back any of that. Um, Let's see. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Uh, Rich, you go first. This is to decide who I'd introduce first. Seven. I, it was seven. So <laughs> mystery guest number two. You don't get to talk. Yet. Um, our first guest of two. Um, he is a. Uh, I mean, God, how do I even start? Uh, platinum record. You know, content creating musician extraordinaire. Um, he has some new stuff out. It, it can't possibly be good as, as as good as his old stuff because his old stuff is amazing. And yet every time he comes out with something new, I find myself like goes right on the running playlist. You know, I hope you don't mind that you're my running, running playlist guy. Well, um, we do. You know him as Adesite. Rich, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. Of course. Pleasure is all mine. And um, and of course, um, I'm saying I'm calling it Emmy winning Emmy winning actor. Because you were on something that, <laughs> that won an Emmy. I don't give a shit. I'm doing it. Um, he, uh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, it happens. It's a real thing. Um, he, I just appeared on his Sopranos podcast last week, so he had to, he had to get me back for this one. Um, right. Both of these guys are returning podcast guests on the KFS pod. David Fudernick. Fuddy, how you doing, man? I'm great. Oh, baby. I'm going to be living off of fumes from that win for quite a while because right. th- we might not get another one for a while so i, I got the gotta enjoy background because we're hanging a banner we beat the bucks in december mm. 20 we, we we but we didn't just beat sports the bucks. center right sports there. center posted that video of Giannis miserable <laughs> yeah. on the silent i mean come on i just do come on well that's because <laughs> you he remembered <laughs> that's because he realized he has to spend the next uh four seasons in in milwaukee um, you know, or what, or he was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to hear Bobby Portis not shut the fuck up on the flight after this game. I can't believe you're not <laughs> him, man. Come on. This is supposed to be my revenge game. Bobby Poe was pissed. He was. Oh, wrong. yeah, that's right. It was supposed to be his revenge game, man. Wait for him to drop 40. Like, come on. Uh, I was prepared for it. I was so prepared for the Bobby you know, game. Bobby gets hot, too. Well, right. I, 
be, be honest, both of you. I'll, I'll say it. I, I expected. I, you know what? No, I expected them to lose by like fifteen. What were your, what were your expectations heading, heading into the night? Yeah, I, I expected them to lose by fifteen when they were up by fifteen at the half. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest yeah. facts. Even in the third quarter, I was watching the game with my ten-year-old son, and I, he's, I punish him by watching the Knicks with me. Good man. Like they're up twenty, and I'm like, they're gonna blow it. Yep. <laughs> Don't get excited. They, I yep. swear to God, they went up twenty eight in the in the fourth. I think the Frankie, one of the Frankie threes, put them up twenty eight. And I looked at the time left, and it was like nine, maybe nine and change. And I'm like, I still, I'm You're not, still not safe. I'm not yeah. calling it. Right. I can't call it yet. Felt that way. Yep. <laughs> yep. We are. We are. We've been punished for years. So we're we're, you know, there's nothing. Well, yeah. Let's start there. The, I, you know, Fuddy, you've been on a couple times. Uh, Rich, this is your, your second time. But both when we have spoken in the past, um, it has not been – I mean, it's been fun conversation, but I, I don't know if I necessarily call it pleasant conversation because the, the matters with which, you know, we had to con- consume our, our time were, were not necessarily, um, you know, confidence-inspiring. Um, I don't know. I, I always look for excuses to drink the Kool-Aid – I'm Mr. Kool-Aid. I, I, I run through that wall with vigor. Yeah, you are and, Mr. Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, listen, well, that's why that's yeah, why people rely on you. I mean, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I'm super proud to see your like rise. In I'll the, stop it. That's with listen. your media pass, your interview. I'll, I'll, true. I'll cut this off right now if you don't stop. Yeah, dude. And like, honestly, that's every like Hooper nerd's dream. And, you know, a lot of people do it and not a lot of people hustle all the way to where you're at and where you're going to keep going. So props. Well, you, you listen, and, yes. uh, one more thing. Yeah, that we've all been fi- following the Knicks for years and most of the beat has pretty much stayed the same. And they're all fucking grumpy as fuck. And I don't blame them because it's a brutal beat. It is. Uh, your optimism is much needed. You know what I mean? There's yeah. not a lot yeah. to get optimistic about usually. So, well, on you. Good job. Two things. Um, I have come so far that I am recording this podcast in my in-laws attic. Um, I, I don't know what I call this an <laughs> attic. It's I'm hunched because there's a what's that content. Then we're also in the middle of a pandemic. You, yeah. Well, you got to. Yeah, we're this is this is like, you know, we're, we're doing our, our, you know, last visit before my, my wife pops. But in, in any case, I don't know whose room this is. My, my um, wife has a few sisters and a brother this is like one of the spare rooms or something that's the just, uh, town fair tire booth <laughs> look what <laughs> i just found though can you I, see this oh my god it's the spice girls yeah i just found this next to the where i set up so i just had to it, if you're if you're just listening to the pod go on the youtube so you could see what i the back when the knicks back back when the knicks were good and nothing hurt and <laughs> well spice girls so 1990 Seven, eight, ninety-nine whereabouts. That is really legitimately the last time the Knicks were. I won't say good because we had you know twelve, thirteen, but the last time mm-hmm. we felt like there was something like long-term, sustainable, still in place. Listen, and, yeah. right? And and Leon Rose now has been here for uh, ten months. His biggest thing that he did was hire Tom Thibodeau. The last time we had a real coach, again, I hold it up again. Last time we had a real coach, these folks were doing it, doing their thing. Yep. yep. Um, where are we at on Tibbs? Because I'm. You want to talk about Kool Aid? I'm. 
um, it's the Tibbs Kool Aid for me. Yeah, Dave. There's, I mean, there's, there's no questioning that he has already put his finger on the scale. You see it in guys like Knox, who could not have had less confidence last season, and then you see him last night. That play where he like battled on defense and they got a fast break off of yep. it. You know the block. Um, diving on the floor. Not diving on the floor. Like not even worrying about hitting those corner threes now. I mean, he gets the ball and like, you know, he would fucking give it up last year or, or he would give it up, get it back and fucking dribble in and do some knucklehead idiot. Like, you know, take some stupid brick. Um, I mean, there's no question and tips has his flaws and we could go, go into that on another pod, but I think we should absolutely applaud how much harder working this team already looks and and feels because it's not a good team but the effort is there and that's coaching i mean yeah. can't, i, I can't deny that. that they're playing hard man and and you know the accountability and i hate i feel like this is such a buzzword but you know the the concept of like building a culture for the knicks like they're up but 25. it's real it's a buzzword for a reason you like know, they're, they're up yeah. 25 yeah. bucks make a little run they don't get back on defense and a timeout is called and mm-hmm. you just have to appreciate mm-hmm. And he's holding everybody's ass to the flame all the way through. And frankly, look, I know we want to see the young guys way more than the vets, but, you know, quickly was playing well. He looked like he was going to start playing more. He's given minutes to guys who deserve it so far. We're not maybe the Peyton thing, but he gave him a shot. But but you know what I'm saying? Like, overall, like, he, he's holding – you know, he said that he was going to give minutes – that were earned. And I feel like he's doing that where we saw last year, especially with Fisdale, it was a total shit show. So guys are playing hard. And, and I think just to pick up on, on something you said, um, you know, you can't, I feel like as fans, we get, we get caught up sometimes and like, we want to have our cake and eat it too. Right. Like we want to see the guys play that we want to see play, but at the same time, we want to see this brand of basketball. We want to see guys diving on the floor. We want to see guys giving the extra effort. And you can't, like, I don't think you could have it both ways. Like, if the, the coach is going to play the 10 guys that are most deserving to play, right, and, and are doing the stuff behind the scenes and giving you everything that you need. And I think we've seen that. And, like, really, through three games plus four preseason games, like, what, what are the big complaints about, the minutes. I mean, I guess we could talk about Frank, but like, Rich, what do you? Where are you at? I have none. I mean, I definitely. I feel like if quickly hadn't gotten hurt, I might have been pissed that he hasn't started game three. But I mean, look, the 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 NBA is a league of averages, right? Like Peyton wasn't going to be that horrible for the entire time. I mean, and neither is Julius Randle going to be this good for the entire time. But look, you know, look. Besides that, you know, I think it's been fair. Uh, Mitch played what thirty five minutes last night. I Unbelievable, mean, yeah. I mean, RJ's getting tons of minutes. Uh, Knox was the leading minute guy off the bench. So we're, we're, and and that's the thing. I mean, look, some of these vets have to play well for the young guys to get an opportunity to play well. They they need that consistency. They they're gonna need help. You can't. It's a mixed roster. You know what I'm saying? It's just so. It's it's so far no complaints. Fuddy, do you think yeah. we're we're finally at the place where we can just, we're, as a fan base, which I, I, I realize putting us all under one umbrella is dangerous, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this this fireball at you. Do you think where we're finally at a place as a fan base where we could sit back and just relax and root for good basketball without worrying about like wait a minute no this guy played 27 minutes and this other guy played 15 minutes like I'm just so like of everything I want to leave behind like that's I'm just I'm so sick of doing that. I mean that that being said. you had a newsletter yesterday that was like, dude, elf needs to go the fuck away. I did. I I wrote that. And I mean, and I agreed. And honestly, it was, this is the first, the start of the season was the first time that I felt like, and I've been the biggest Frank Stan. And I was like, Oh, maybe Frank ain't it. Uh, Frank looks fucking awful. And he was great last night. Uh, So I, so I do think maybe last night was, that uh, that lesson, uh, you know, in regards to what you're saying, like, let's just chill. The young guys are going to get their minutes and we can't freak out because like IQ isn't starting the first, you know, half of the season. I mean, I feel like if he you know, earns, he'll, he'll get a shot. But one thing yes. I want to ask you guys is Austin Rivers starts contact drills today. He's yep. now gonna be in the mix. Who's going to lose mm-hmm. the minutes? My opinion, Frank, I think that it's Frankie. See, I think Reggie Bullock should hit the bench personally. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. So Reggie, he's not, do, he's not even doing what he's supposed to do, which is hit shots. Like he only played know. 17 minutes last night. I don't know. Right. Obviously Burks is there, but mm-hmm. I feel like the league knows what Reggie Bullock is because I do think that this front office is always maybe not in the front of their mind, but in the back of their mind is paying attention to asset valuation. You know, how do we make sure our guys are looking as good as they can. And yeah, sometimes, no yeah, I mean, and you, you kind of got to do that. I think the league knows what Reggie Bullock is. I think if Reggie Bullock sat on the bench for 10 straight games, he could get off and like show that he could run and jump sufficiently. And like his form was okay. And a team is going right. to give up the same that they would give yeah, up for him. If, you know, about all of our vets, honestly, which is kind of funny. You say that. Well, Burks might've, I mean, how much is Burks raised whatever? I mean, I don't know what trade value we had yeah. beforehand, but you know, yeah, no, I mean, Burks is oh, it's, it's funny because I went and looked back in like the Jazz subreddit, and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> about and they're like, this guy's going to be a scorer somewhere. He just had to play in this rigid yeah. offensive system. Yeah. Um, you know, Burks is like a forty percent shooter for his career, so get ready to hit some bumps in the road. I don't think we're going to see Alec Burks score twenty five a game for the rest of the season, but he's been great. Yeah. I just ordered my jersey today. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Alec Burks is going to lead the league in scoring. Sixth man of the year, baby. Come on. Carrying on the proud tradition of uh, J.R. Smith and uh, Anthony Mason. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. he plays like this. Yes. Um, no, I, no I, I agree with you. The, it, the league knows what these what these vets are. Well, with the with the possible exception of, and, and like we got to talk about him at some point, might as well talk about him now, of Julius Randle. And, well, actually, no, before we get to Randle, let's finish up on the rotation thing. So, Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think Bullock, I think Bullock is probably out, but if Rivers come, so let's go from center on down. So Mitch, do we, do we think there's a possibility? Noel could turn into like a, sorry, big guy. We're going small tonight. You might not see the, the court. I, I'm not ruling anything out. I think for now, no, but. It, it could be interesting when Obi comes back, maybe. But that's what let's assume everybody's healthy. Let's let's have the everybody's healthy yeah, yeah. Com- conversation. 
Funny, would you be heartbroken? That would, that, uh, I mean, that would require uh, progressive thinking. And uh, I, I like as much as we want to talk about Tibbs doing a great job right now, <laughs> you know, he still uh, has dinosaur tendencies. You know, I, I just I, I see I see him really having to get pushed to do that. You know? Yeah. The East is big, too, man. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, too. You know, like they're going to play big. The Cavs are three and oh, Andre Drummond. Clearly, it's. <laughs> You know, dude, that's tomorrow night. I that's like a winnable game, dude. I don't give a shit what their record is, but oh yeah, mine. Yeah, but go ahead on the rotation. Keep no, so so Noel probably gonna keep playing. Mitch, Randall, Ob, yeah. um, RJ, Knox. I mean, it's getting late early here. Um, yeah, uh, Burks, um, Peyton's look. Peyton's gonna keep playing. Um, Emmanuel quickly, and I just rattled off nine names. And I didn't say Bullock, I didn't say Frank, and I didn't say um, Austin Rivers. Yeah. I think it's I, between those three guys. And I, I, I obviously everything's going to depend on situation. I mean, if you feel like you're not getting stops, Frank's going get to get a chance. If you feel like you need to stretch the floor. Rivers obviously can do some playmaking, some ball handling. I want to see Rivers. I'm excited. I'm like the only guy. I want to. I want to. I'm excited to see Austin well, Rivers. Are, are you kidding me? Coach's son? Like, we're going to see him. Like, that's like. Yeah. He's a tailor-made Tibbs guy. We're, we're, he's going to get his minutes. He like, um, hopefully, IQ's injury isn't lingering, and 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 he's nice and healed the next like. We don't have an update yet, but who um, knows? Maybe we wind right. up seeing him on. Yeah. I mean, but if, but if his night, he was the most exciting part of watching his team. But keep going. Absolutely, but if oh, yeah. yeah, so you know, if if God forbid, quickly is not healing up as as uh, as fast as he, we would hope. You know, I mean, he it, it's going to be an easier decision for Tibbs. I mean, Rivers will be the first one off the bench. Um, I don't know. <laughs> if you had asked me before yesterday's game, I would say, like, I mean, fuck, like, give him Elf's minutes, <laughs> you know? Um, but I never thought Elf was going to be was going to be out of the rotation. I've never once, even after I you know wrote what I wrote over the weekend, I didn't think he would actually do it. I just. Right. He, he's he's steady, even when he's bad. Like, and that's, well, here's the other thing. And this is what Tibbs has done throughout the course of his coaching career, right? If a guy, he'll start a guy like Keith Bogans. Remember Keith Bogans in the, uh, mm-hmm. in Chicago, that dude started like se- 78 of 82 games and averaged like 17 minutes or something absurd like that. Like he'll do stuff like that. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see which way I, Austin's going to play. I think Frank, you know, whether it's because of injuries or whatever, if Frank could stay healthy, I bet Frank appears in more games than not for as long as he's here. I'll, I'll go out on that. I don't know. I would hey, call it a limb, but. if And if we don't, we got a brain bang out of him last night. So, you know, it's like a. That, that was, was a, that was like a, that was a big, that was a gang bang. That was a, that was the biggest of bangs. <laughs> it was great. No doubt. I mean, obviously, he's not going to shoot 100%, but if he can hit the three ball last night, once again, just watching him, I mean, he just can guard the whole floor. I mean, oh, he's still a yeah. difference maker on defense. And, you know, I think there's always minutes for a guy like that. Plus, look, let's be realistic. A lot of these veterans are going to get minutes right now because they're all going to get moved or hopefully moved. I hopefully, mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rivers, Peyton, Burks, Reggie Bullock. These are all useful players. I mean, it's not a collection of bums. Like these guys all can play minutes on good teams in different roles. You know what I mean? 
Obviously, I, I don't think Peyton's a starter in the NBA, but he could be a backup point guard. Dan. I no, I, I think it. But if you look at the at the, I mean, it's, it's early to talk about trades, but it's New York, so it's never early to talk about trades. If oh, you look at your deals, like what's really what are they here for? I mean, well, I think first and foremost they're here to do what we've seen Burks especially do, but also you know hopefully you know when Rivers comes and 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 listen, maybe Noel, maybe all Noel was meant to do by coming here is light a fire under Mitchell Robinson's ass. Oh, absolutely. He, he's absolutely. worth twice his contract if that's all he does. And Mitch is on Instagram talking, let me be oh. great, this, that, and the fourth. Bro, like, yeah. you know, Sabonis toasted you, bro. Like, <laughs> let you be great. Like, when it's time to negotiate a contract, we're going to show you that film, bro. You got fucking roasted. But he's but, come back big time. He's been yeah. good. And big that's time. what you want from these kids. That's what yeah. you want. So Noel for sure. So, so now, we got now take take a fucking jumper though. I mean, come on. We we were up like fucking twenty two in the fourth quarter yesterday. I was he was like, thinking about it. Yo, you saw that? I, I, I did. Yes, yes, I saw that. I saw that. Did it too. I said, shoot it. What? He almost he had the ball down here, like, and then it, it, he started to like raise it up, and then he. I think he added. There's maybe like he heard. seven minutes left. The, like all the fucking buck starters were taken out of the game. Fucking jack it up, bro. Like, come on. We're all sick because we all thought the same fucking thing. Thanasis and like- Tedakumpo <laughs> is the human. I'm going to take a three when I'm not supposed to. Like, like once he's on the court. Yeah. You could do it. You're allowed. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do when they get to the trade deadline too, because if you look back, over the last several years, it's actually really rare that the Marcus Morris type deal happens. Most teams don't give up first round picks. You know, obviously that this, pick was, was bad, but. This is my hope. We're already seeing guys hurt. I think the short off season maybe presents a bunch of key injuries to playoff teams. And all of a sudden guys like Julius are very <clears throat> tempting for teams. Cause, cause you you need you need that boost of offense from somewhere, so that's my. Obviously, I don't want guys to get hurt, but like no, if but it benefits the Knicks, I mean, come on, nobody you know, nobody wants. Who, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, let's talk about Julius. Rich, did you foresee any universe? We'll talk about like you know like Marvel, like Doctor Strange, the multiverse, right? Did you think any of those universes would have one containing you? After three games, being like Julius Randle, let's make the All Star. You know, let's 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 make the poster Julius Randle for All Star. I, I don't really like how Julius Randle plays personally, but I watch a lot of NBA. I watched him a few years ago in New Orleans. He's a good player. Last year was a horrible situation to put him in, and he played horrible. Fizdale gave him way too much freedom, and he ran with it. But if you go and look at his career stats, the guy is a double-double, 50% from the field. Like, he shot, like, 40, closer to 40% last year because he's taking terrible shots. Yeah. He had way too much invested in him on the offense. Now they're moving the ball a lot better so far. Yes, it's still pretty sticky with Randall, but the guy is a talented basketball player. He's, You know, we obviously want RJ to score 30 a game and forget about Randall, but the fact of the matter is he can hoop. He can play. If he's gonna play anything near this, I'm all for it. But I, you know, obviously, I think we'll all come back down to earth. But 
you got to give the guy props. If you're going to hate on him when he sucks. You gotta- Is it obvious, though, that he's coming back down to earth? What do you Let's think? Let's look at the numbers. Let's see real quick. Let's look at the numbers. In seven? He's, tw- he's averaging 24 points, 10 boards, and seven assists. Okay. And it was against against three good teams. If he does that, you got to give him a contract. Like, you got to – we're talking big contract. It It's the seven dimes that's – because, look – Julius Randle could average 10 rebounds a game in the NBA. That's not a question. No question. I think he hasn't he averaged 24 points or maybe clo- am I imagining that? Maybe it's I know he's averaged over 20 at least once. I'll, I'll look it up. That uh that last season in New Orleans maybe. In New Orleans I think he was close. Yeah. So then you're looking at the assists. Okay, great. 7 assists there's like 2 3 forwards every year or big men even every year that could average that number. Like if they put the ball in his hands this much and and Tibbs gets a little frisky, and fucks around and tries to put him on the floor with like I can't even believe I'm saying this four shooters. Uh, I mean, but this this is yeah, but this is where you can get carried away and then forget that there's another side of the court that needs to be played. And the we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. How many guys get a, get like a backdoor cut and Julius has no idea where the fuck they are. I mean, he is so lost on defense. That's always been his fucking bugaboo. I mean, the, the guy can get buckets and look, I, He's breaking a very bad habit that was like started by Fizzo last year, bringing the fucking ball up. He still fucking wants to do it. He yeah. has no business doing it. And he still dribbles into fucking five guys. The, yeah. the difference now is like he is starting to kick out. Like, and, and so I see your point with the sh- with shooters around him. I, I think, and granted, like, who, do, who was he trusting to shoot the ball last year? I mean, honestly, like, you know, <laughs> kicking, it, kicking it out to fucking Reggie Bullock. You know, that was his best option. That was his best option. Um, The guy is offensively talented, but I I think we should slow down on the like giving him a fucking contract. uh, That was rich. I wanted for the listeners at home who were not watching. That was (laughs) he went 24, 10 and seven this year. Like, right. That's legitimate all star production. Like you're talking like, well, that's not. So that's your first round pick at the trade deadline, because then for sure, then that that somebody is going to want that guy, um, I think. Um, I don't know if you're going to have to take back a little bit of bad money, but yeah, I mean, the year before in 1819 in New Orleans, he put up 21 a game on it was 21 and a half. Yeah, I just looked it up at tw- on 52 percent from the field. You know, 34 from three. I mean, that's a, a big thing. Right now, he's shooting 55% from three. I mean, it's a three-game sample. I mean, yeah. these guys are going to come down to earth, unfortunately. Yes, you know I mean? of course. But, but look, they're capable of big games regardless. You know what I mean? And, and if they move the ball, opportunities will present itself for different guys to have different nights. You know what I mean? And he's a guy who can who can pop off quickly. And then that you got to respect. I'm not a fan we're, of we're, now, personally. We're also benefiting from Obi having a, a a really shitty start to his career Ooh, and 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 being out. Obi. You know, if he had started put it right off, out like, there, put it yeah, right I mean, out there, we, funny. We'll to talk about him a little bit, but go ahead, if go ahead. we had started out uh, those those first couple games, like Obi just fucking tearing it up. Yep. You know, we'd still be calling for fucking Randall's fucking head right now. You know, um, yeah, and if oh, we lose to Cleveland tomorrow night and he goes and has 18 and 12, but we lose and he didn't do shit. 
besides go get his buckets, we're going to be calling for him again. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's uh, no, it's al- it's always a two game losing streak away from the fan base turning. Yesterday, right. Right. This yeah. in the history books, but yesterday might be our best win of the season. Hopefully not. Oh, but or will know, it be the win prepared for that? It, or will it be the win that we look back on as the moment oh, where that's that half glass bullshit? I'm <laughs> listen, man. I'm just go. Yeah, fuck it. You know what we got this week? We got Cleveland, Toronto, Indiana. I'm thinking two and one. Let's roll. And and Atlanta. We always beat the fuck out of Atlanta. I'm, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Uh, what is that? Five and five and two in uh, in a week. There you go. Um, <laughs> If that if we're five and two, we bringing this pod back. With us. Listen, this is becoming yeah, if we're bro. five and two, this is a weekly thing. It's just gonna keep. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't lose. We gotta keep bringing this shit back. I don't know. Okay, we can talk about Obi really, really quickly. Yeah, uh, I have a take. You got, you guys got to convince me on Obi because I, I like Obi, but like, I'm a little concerned about Obi. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my, I'll give you my, my talking points. Um, everybody has to have talking points here. Here are mine. Um, I think there are not many big dudes like him who can in the NBA, who could put the ball on the floor, which we've seen him do it already, put the ball on the floor and, and make the types of passes he's making. Now, obviously if he's not a threat behind the arc, that's not going to matter. And if he can't finish, like you finished the date and it's really not going to fucking matter. But that, that skill set, if, if those other two things translates, I, I kind of, I know the shots funky. I, you guys, you guys play pickup, you know, or before all this happened, you were playing pickup. Are you guys still playing pickup? I should ask you that. No, no, it's on pause. I, I fucking miss it. Yeah. Listeners should know rich, rich and I play pickup together normally in, in normal times. The normal. T- well, I, I, I miss it. It's it's been the hardest part of the uh, pandemic for me. Agreed. Not not balling. Well, God, well, this year is almost over. Thank Christ. Um, yeah. If you saw a guy shoot it like Obi playing pickup, you'd be you probably would not That's open. Is what I'm gonna do. Exactly. <laughs> That's like the guy. He shoots like the guy who's like wearing jeans on the court. Like <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wore jeans on the court. He made three the other night. I was like, what? Um. So let's no, I wait. wear jorts. I wear jorts. That's, there's a I can see you in some jorts. Um, yeah, some let's wait jorts. and see. Let's wait and see on the shot. I, I'm not concerned about him around around the rim. I just don't think he's he's been forcing it. And I think I think he let me rephrase that. Right. I think he's being overly deferential. Like he's made there was one pass he made, maybe it was in the preseason, where he had what looked like a semi open look like right at the rim and he dumped it off to like, some, or tried to dump it off to somebody. And and it's just like, clearly he's going like over and above trying to like make the right play and all that shit. I think at some point I mean, he's going to settle in. Those baseline kicks are beautiful. Like they're, his they're little really driving good. kick, yeah. he's got core vision for days, but the, the, the hesitancy to fucking dribble in is, is concerning. And look, I, I'm, you know, obviously the coaching staff knows that, uh, they're yeah. gonna work on that with him, um, but like the dude is so athletic. Like he he just needs to learn to grow a pair. I mean, yeah. And he's not a little boy. I mean, he's fucking. Tw- you know, we've heard it a million times now that he went to college for four years. Like he he shouldn't be playing like a nineteen year old. You know. So yeah. that's that's my concern with him. Um, and obviously on the defensive end is uh, 
We don't. We don't. We, we don't have to. Uh, sorry. I'm so. I'm sorry. We've run out of time on this segment. <laughs> we have to move on. Right. 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 Playmakers around him to set him up to score, and I appreciate his athleticism. You know, I thought he was more Amari, but so far I've seen him more like Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Yeah. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. he shot. He's definitely. He's a better passer than expected, but it seems like, you know, he. He's definitely going to be a rim runner, pick and roll guy. So now you just, it's another guy that I don't know. I don't know if I see him off the bounce creating the, that as much, but it's early. But frankly, I know this is hard to say a day after Alfred Payton has a God level game, but I just wish we took Halliburton or, or another playmaker. Well, the, playmaker. I mean, Halliburton is, is, helping the Kings a lot. He's, he's on the floor, not quite as much as healed and Fox, but he's been playing. I hadn't, ch- I haven't checked today, but I think he's been playing like close to 30 minutes a game or in the mid twenties. Like he's slid right in. I just, I'm wondering, I don't know. It, it's no use crying over spilt milk. I, I, let's give it some, let's give it some time. We can, yes, we sure. can, we can have, the, just have my concerns. He came up, but let's keep it moving. Yeah. Um, quickly. We'll be back soon. Um, if he has like two good games in a row, oh baby, I, <laughs> I, I, it, I, I'm not gonna, I, I will not be held responsible for the words that I write, for the things that I say uh, in front of a microphone. Um, I'm yeah. gonna post a lot of uh, Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems uh, saying, oh, "Holy shit, I'm gonna come." Yeah, no, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a whole meme like category. Just I mean, for this, a is, this is becoming like a, a trend now with the Knicks. Is like the second pick is the fucking jewel. Yeah, right. The first pick remains to be seen. The second pick, oh, <laughs> mama mia! There is an overwhelming amount of evidence that guys come out of Kentucky who didn't necessarily have be lead ball handlers who yeah. get the NBA and are like can really rock. You know, shy Devin Booker. There's a bunch of names. Like my my hope is this. Tyler Harrow. You, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so like this dude comes in here, and I mean, he fucking gets it. There's just no doubt he gets it. Now, I mean, he was a top fifteen uh, recruit for in a in a decent recruiting class, and then obviously came to Kentucky and he averaged whatever like three points a game as a freshman. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it's not like the talent isn't there. Um, I, I, you want to know what I did? Uh, Shiesty me. I went and found his high school coach online, and I, I emailed him about appearing on the, this very podcast. I have not heard back yet. Um, I, I would like that too. Um, I mean, his rap is just like super hard worker, just yeah. getting after it. He, yeah. he seems like a, a, a big time locker room dude too. Like I'm into it. Yeah. Just Lou William vibes, like for sure. Lou Williams vibes. So maybe um, he's yeah. not necessarily the point guard of the future, but he play makes and can shoot and they don't have that on this team. So get this kid, the rock is all I think. Um, no doubt. We've, we've said a lot of stuff and most of it has been good. Yeah. This is like, that's weird. It really I is. Pre- I was, I was preparing for like, you know, our usual disgruntled, like morbid. I mean, discussion today out of this season what do you really want to happen you know what i mean that's the question and i think and i think we all every every fan needs to be honest with themselves 
Cause like, it's, it's one thing to say it before the season, like, Oh, they're going to win like 25 games. But then when it gets into it, people forget that they said that like three weeks ago and they're like, what the fuck's going on? It's, it's bullshit. <laughs> no, but that's, right, I, right. that is what happens. Right. Um, and like, I, I don't know it. Like I, yes, I'm, I'm Kool-Aid guy, but like I'm sitting here and I'm watching this. I'm like, what else did you want? Like, yes, it'd be great if Obi yeah. Toppin didn't get hurt. And like, well, whatever else it's, I, I'm cool with everything. Even look at a guy like yeah. Knox. He had eight points last night, three boards. But, like, you're watching the games like, oh, wait a minute. This dude's developing, right? Yeah. We just need these – like, we need that. We need these younger yeah. guys to show that. And it and it could be incremental. It doesn't have to be, like, massive. Like, oh, Knox is scoring 25. Like, last night, he played well. He played like an NBA player, which we couldn't really say last year. I mean, that no. dude is, like, legitimately – like, and all, and- and all the talk about how oh Knox is a four, Knox is a four. I used to fucking roll my eyes at, and and now I'm like seeing it. Yeah, he's gotten he's a little tougher, you know. Yeah. He's doing no. a way better job, and we need that. We're gonna need that from all these young guys who are kind of coming in and out to show that they belong in the league and can play. I mean, off the right. bat. And they're- I think at the at, at the end of the day, what you want to see from this season is hope, like sure. a future. There Absolutely. is a fucking foundation. There's something happening. Absolutely. Like, that's and, all you can ask for. And a fu- and this is, you know, we never really know until we know what the draft class is uh, yeah. and what they turn into. But obviously all the talk is that this draft class is fucking loaded. Awesome. Loaded. So like, we want to have a fucking dope ass pick. I mean, but we can I just can I just say something real quick on that? Because I, I want to I, I'm I'm already preparing for the for what I'm going to hear later in the season when they god forbid win a game in April this draft class has what is I think already shaping up to be four well one transcendent player in Cade and then three other guys between Mobley who is a center which I don't know how smooth bro oh my god he's he's not of this earth um I mean there's a world where I could see him actually Eh, maybe not surpassing Cade, but like he's in my pole position for the number two pick right now. Mm-hmm. Then you got Suggs, Suggs. obviously Suggs and the, yeah. And then green um, and maybe Kuminga, but for, it's mostly green. The, the kid who's playing with the G league team, like we could, the Knicks could lose every game for the rest of the season. They're still only going to have a, a less than even like 50, 50 shot at getting one of those four guys. So yeah. just go out there like concentrate on this year and then if the if it's in the cards it's in the cards if it's not in the cards it's it's not in the cards i mean the the best thing that could have happened for enjoying a team that is you know quote unquote tanking is the pelicans getting the number one pick like with zion i mean that's the best thing that could have happened to basketball because then you don't have to fucking i remember the knicks winning that game the last game game of the season against the Sixers, you know, and people freaked the fuck out because it did. It mattered. It mattered. But like, this Uh, isn't the Jets. This isn't the Jets. No, you know, it's, it's, that's not what, you know, so, um, I'm excited. It's up though. The Jets fucked it up. Well, the Jets. Oh God, they really did. God, God bless those. You know, Rich and I are Yankees and Giants fans. God bless those fucking Knicks, Mets, Jets fans. My God, what a horrible existence. The, the Beningos. The, they're the Beningos. The Beningos. The Beningos of the world. Oh, it's a brutal. Good God. It's a brutal. Um, 
It really is rough. <laughs> My wife is a, is a Jet fan, so I'm not going to laugh at her. Um, uh, I, I just to get back to just one quick thing, Rich. You said before, um, like we got to have hope. Last year, there like good stuff happened in games, but you never for a second got a sense that it was coalescing into something larger. Not one. Not one minute, even when they won, I think what they went four in a row and then they lost like a double overtime game in Atlanta. Like I tried to talk myself into that. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, Mike Miller's guy. No, we, we knew it. Um, and that's, I, we got to have that feeling by the end of this year, whatever the record is. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see where we're at. Um, I'm feeling good though right now. I'm feeling okay. One game winning streak. It's- yeah, I think it, you know it starts at the top too. I mean, with Mike Miller, it was like, is this guy like gonna be our coach? This, that, and the other. Like, we have a legit coach who's who's definitely bringing accountability uh, and has accountability, right? Like Mike Miller was a G League guy, came up. There was a lot of uncertainty. Like that was fun, kind of weird. Then it just all fell fell apart. Like Tibbs is like a guy, right? Like. You know, you, you got to fucking respect it. And so off the bat, that's going to be – it's a nice change. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Fizz last year was – Fizz can talk the talk, but he can't coach. He's a sure. great talker. I he's respected that talker. so much. He's a man. He's a, he's a cool guy. Don't get me wrong. But, like, dude, you know, eventually you got to coach these dudes. You know? <laughs> I'm saying, like, yeah. Gotta I just get keep talking. thinking of that – the shot of him in the huddle – in the – uh the timeout where he doesn't have anything fucking drawn up on the dry erase board. Oh, and it's, it didn't have a word. It had like a catch. Oh yeah. 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 There was a word written on it. Like there's no play drawn. The no X's and O's. No, it was like, it was like compete or yeah. Right. 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 I need more than that. Especially when you don't have any damn talent. I mean, look, this is not one of the most talented rosters in the league. So you're going to have to squeeze things out. And I think last night was a really good example. It was like, okay, look, we're going to play Giannis the way a lot of people play him. And they did a really good job. And the sh- Milwaukee didn't hit shots and they moved the ball and they hit threes and it worked well. You know what I mean? And I think they'll probably be better than what was their over under? 18? 22, 22 and a half. I, 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 in a, in a, in a, in 72 games. Uh, hold on. Right. Let me, I'll get my quick, my conversion rate um, magic machine here. So uh, over a full 82 game season, um, it, that's, I think it's 25 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, 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 you could see us going over a little bit just from pure, like, Tibbs squeezing the juice out of it. It's not impossible. Like, 25 you know. and a half wins. That would, would, would be in an 82 game season. I could see them surpassing it. I know. think so. I think so. I mean, I think guys are going to have to, you know, you're going to have to get consistent production out, out of some guys who have been con- inconsistent. But I, coaching wise, I, I think we're in a good spot and that's a, it's a good start. Right. And, and it's, it's culture. And I, I truly think RJ's gotten a lot better. I mean, Philadelphia, he just got locked down, but it's going to be a lot of frustrating moments because of the shooting for sure. This team is, has a lot of brick layers, but. You know what I've but I've been encouraged by through three games and I, I say this 
acknowledging that, that Dennis Smith Jr. did play time in, in, in the, at some point during these three games. Out again tomorrow night, thank, thank the Lord. Out again. Yeah, so we had some breaking news, we, we should say. Um, I have not had a whole lot of moments where I've looked and like seen someone and be like, that guy doesn't deserve, probably shouldn't be on an NBA court, which I feel like in, in years past, like they've, they have assembled an NBA roster. It is not a good NBA roster, but it is an NBA roster full of guys who are deserving to play in NBA basketball games. And if you give Tibbs that, just that, right? And then a guy like, you know, and again, who knows where it goes, but a guy like Randall, guy like RJ, um, give him, you know, a hot shooter or two on, on, on one night. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Funny. What are you, what are your expectations? What are your hopes, dreams for the rest of the season? Uh, playoffs, um, big playoff. <laughs> run. Ten, come on. 10 teams make it. I'm thinking home court. <laughs> 20 <laughs> years later, another a seed, another a seed back in the finals, baby. I smell it. I smell uh, it. Just- Look at, we already beat the bucks once, dude. We'll do it again in four games, but that's it. But uh, listen, the, the greater question is, no, go ahead. I'm going to let you. No, they could. They could <laughs> if they could beat no, the not, Bucks, get, they could beat anyone. John, 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 John. Yeah. Don't spoil my joke by being John. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I mean. Uh, they got to compete, man. They got to compete. Yeah. You know, they, they got some winnable games like this week. Like, let's, let's see these dudes compete. Like, build off of this. Like, yeah. You're not going to get seven, uh, seven for seven from three from Alfred Payton and Frank Nelkina. <laughs> Probably not. No. So, no. you know, you're going to have to find different ways to win. But, um, you know, it's it's they got guys fighting for time, and hopefully, it brings out some production. Here, here's my hope. Um, this podcast, we're not going to post it until Wednesday. We're, I should say, we're recording this on on Monday. Let's hope that like they don't come out tomorrow and just lay a complete fucking egg. And but I mean, very possible. You know what I mean? You got to kind of be prepared for that. Yeah. You know, I, right. Yeah. They Always possible. Fans. We, they beat the Seahawks and we legitimately were like, okay, we got a playoff run happening here. And they've dropped three fucking huge eggs in a row. <laughs> That's true. Still not out of it. Still not out of it. Because <laughs> that's how bad the division is. It's in, in, like all-time terrible division. The most meaningful, meaningless game on Sunday versus the Cowboys and then Eagles-Redskins on Monday night. Uh, sadly, the Knicks are not in uh, that uh, that similar of a, of a division. Although the Nets are right. sitting out Kyrie and KD, um, I think, tonight or t- whatever the hell their next game is. So. And Dinwiddie is I out for the Dinwiddie. year. Yeah, so. that's a tough. I feel. You know what? He he obviously likes to fuck with Nick fans, but I like that dude. I, I feel bad for him. I, oh, yeah. I have a few. I have a few unrelated questions, but you're Nick's media, so I'm just gonna pepper you in it right now, real quick. <laughs> pepper, pepper away. What's the deal with Nets Daily? Why is that guy such a ball oh, buster? God. And the second thing is, what's what's it with all these ratings? Nets fans yeah. and Nets Twitter. Posting ratings and Yes Network, yeah, no shit. You guys have better ratings. You have two world class superstars. We're and you you barely beating us. Like get the fuck over it. What do we? I I think um, I think uh, well to answer your question about Nets Daily, I have not met. Yo, what? Who is? I that? have not met the mystical Nets Nets Daily in he's, person. He's a he's an old man, is he not? He's in, he's he is a, in 
AARP uh, guy? He's an elderly gentleman. Fucking <laughs> he is he, very grumpy. He, he may yes. he may or may not be within control of all of his uh, uh, faculties. Um, <laughs> Shots are fired. We got beef now. I told yeah, you about that, Sam. You hear that, Ned Staley? You're not in control. Of it. Well, you he actually needs to control of your faculties. You heard it here first. He needs to put in his hearing aid first. So I don't know if it's good. <laughs> oh, I actually, I brought him up on um, the pod I did with uh, Evan Roberts. Evan Roberts didn't even know that he was an old guy. So I guess you know it's not well known. Um, shout out to Ned Staley. You, you do great work. Um, and uh, then yeah, you do you do a great job covering the Knicks. Fantastic job. Yeah, he's obsessed. <laughs> he's always coming across my timeline. I'm like, what, what is this guy? I wouldn't know the Knicks TV ratings if, if it wasn't for him. So thank you. If, thank if you the that. Knicks signed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and they had played like they played in the first two games and the Nets and like the Knicks look like the, the, the Nets have looked or looked over the first two games, I wouldn't know. Like you, you could be suiting up for the the team across town, and I wouldn't know, nor would I care. But that's just me, I, you know. Right? How right. many Nets fans you know? Like, what seriously? Like, I grew up in New York. I didn't know a damn one Nets fan. They moved um, to Brooklyn, which became the trendiest trendiest neighborhood in the fucking planet. Like, and still, it was like we they got no fans. I mean, I've said this on the pod before. I you know my school is is a, a mile away from Barclays, and like. I ain't never seen any, you know, I shouldn't say up until this year, I've never, I never saw a kid in a Nets jersey um, or, or a Nets like shirt or anything. Um, You know, I, I, I imagine when, when, whenever we get back to, you know, normalcy, I'll, I'll see a few KD and Kyrie jerseys pop up, but. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of kids now, especially it's really changed. I mean, we're all pretty much the same age in our thirties. But like kids, like they follow players, like they don't really yeah. have the same loyalties. Well, Kyrie is like, I feel like LeBron and Steph occupy their own kind of stratosphere, but I feel like Kyrie is like right. He's like right there. Like kids, like uh, I know his sneakers are like kids so, love kids love the Kyries. It makes sense because like I could see kids thinking the Earth is flat too. So it makes yeah, a lot of sense. They see themselves in him. You know. Totally. He's got the flat earther crowd. I mean, that's like a solid YouTube following. If my if my students start bringing fucking sage into my classroom next year, I am going to flip a shit. It's Brooklyn. You never know. It's yeah, Brooklyn. No, Listen, I, I draw the line. I'm old school. Um Okay. Uh, th- listen, th- I've kept you guys for far too long. You actually, you're, you're both really talented people and I'm sure you have better things to be doing than this. Um, I very much appreciate your time before I'm, I'm doing more than the, the typical f- tell us where you could find us. Um, Rich, you just dropped uh, something. W- would you mind self-promoting for a few minutes? Oh, no, I love self-promoting. I'm an artist. All I do is fucking talk about myself. Um, uh, yeah, no, I just put out a song. I've been putting out like a song a month for like a few months, but I, I, I have a label. It's called 83 sound. And I started it with um, my business partner and my producer cook classics. We've been working together from the beginning of out of sight. He did tonight's the night and we're still working together. And so not only am I putting out my stuff, I'm putting out a bunch of talented artist stuff. So it's been a really fun venture. So 2021, just more music. Oh, and I'm dropping a song on uh, New Year's Day. It's called Sinatra. Um, as an Italian boy from New York, 
I grew up with a lot of Frankie Sinatra, so it's an ode to him. It's a pretty, pretty fun song. So, yeah, so uh, if you're interested in the music, 83sound.com will, will, will get you up to speed. And let's go next. I, um, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm not the most sophisticated um, guy out there. It I like perfect for you. Well, here's the thing, though. I like songs. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Oh. I like songs that I could um, run to and that I could dance to, even though, like, I don't get to go dancing with my wife anymore because we're old and we have a child. Um, but, like, I like to, when I listen to shit, be transported to the time and place where I used to be able to do that shit that I love to do. And your music always transports me to that place. And it just makes me happy and smile. So, um, you know. I mean, my first song tonight is the night. I said, if I got one chance, motherfucker, I'm going to make y'all dance. So I've made a career out of just making people dance. So that's that's what I do. Um, and you're damn good at it. And uh, funny, you are also damn good at what you do. I think this is the Oscar year. Um, I know it's Whoa. a. I feel it. Whoa, I feel it. <laughs> waiting, you know, I'm waiting on the role. But yeah, once the role comes for sure, I think I will win the Oscar. No, so. but in all seriousness, you've been in a ton of shit. Like, like you're popping up every place. Um, the podcasts are just killing it. Um, I, well, why don't you wh- where can folks find find you and, and what do you got going on right now? Uh, yeah, so podcast-wise, uh, you can always listen to my NBA comedy podcast called The Super Hoopers at The Super Hoopers. Um, we call it an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. We are the opposite of Nate Duncan. So if you're looking for <laughs> stat crunching and fucking uh, plus-minus talk and fucking cap talk, it's the wrong podcast for you. But if you want to hear uh, you know, strip club stories about James Harden, you know, might be more your speed. So at the Super Hoopers. And then if you're a Sopranos fan, we just had John on last week um, at O Sopranos pod where we're going episode by episode covering Sopranos um, like uh, like men of our age, uh, you know, do, you know, just in their own time. But we're recording it. Uh, and then uh, career wise, um, waiting for the pandemic to sort of slow. But um, but I do have um, a, a, a nice little part uh, on Jason Kadem's new show, um, who did uh, Friday Night Lights. Ooh. So uh, we're we're waiting to hear when production can fucking start. And you you and every other bad here. <laughs> things are <laughs> like as dismal as it could possibly be in L.A. right now. So um, but it sounds like maybe February is uh, okay. Going to be the time. And uh, until then, I'm counting down the days to when enough of us are vaccinated that we can ball again. So <laughs> can't wait. Cannot I, wait. I am um I got a hoop in the driveway. That's the only thing I can do. Can can we can we set a date because um I'm thinking I'm gonna put it out there. I think Vegas I think Are you proposing to us? I am proposing, are you proposing to, you. to us right now. Um, um and we're going. Let's if, set a date. If, can we commit to that if 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 summer league happens like oh my god. It's the I, best. I'm. It, I was so sad it, to miss it this year. I know. Me too. No, we we got to do it. Well, maybe. Um, uh, Rich, you could probably sneak us into some kind of party where no, we could get oh, into yeah. some trouble. So I went with my buddy Dylan, and I went with um my buddy Marty, who, who Dave knows, and we went. We hit a couple of clubs. My homie was DJing. Oh, nice. Clubs is fine, but I'm old and I don't give a fuck about clubs. Yeah. I gotta be honest. But the basketball, the nerdery, <laughs> and then oh yeah. Let's just go gamble and just hang out and drink bourbon at a bar somewhere and just fucking 
talk about the dumb shit you just watched. It's literally like Comic Con, but for basketball nerds. <laughs> yes, it's actually, thing. literally, it's the it fucking is. best. It's the best. I, you know, I didn't go last year, and a lot of shit that I didn't do, I think about it, and I'm like, damn, I should have done it. Obviously, no regrets, but when we, whenever we get all pricked up, let's fucking roll. I ain't taking shit for granted. <laughs> It's ha- it's listen it's happened I I I've been funny knows this my my uncle lives out in Vegas there now I got a free place to stay my wife is already she's like she's not fucking around because she's popping oh. out this kid in the beginning of March and she's like I will be in shape for Vegas we are going to we're doing it's happening it won't be Love but it. that's okay <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, maybe I will maybe yeah June January one yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Resolutions, baby. Let's go. All the right, Knicks are so, the Knicks are on a one game winning streak. Let's be positive. Now, That's like right. we said, if they go four and zero this week, I'll see you guys same time. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um. This is uh. This has been great. Thank you guys. Uh, stick around for a second. Let me just sign us off. Um. Everybody out there, thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Um. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one, and we will be back with you for another episode uh, before you know it. And uh, we we hope you enjoyed. It.